Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and a very special guest. He is my friend. This is his second time on TLOP. He is a fintech entrepreneur, CEO, badass, who is revolutionizing the way that banks and lenders acquire their clients. He is changing home ownership one buyer at a time. His company is Home Lending Pal. His name is Brian Young. Brian, welcome back to TLOP, man. Thanks for having me back. Dude, I'm super stoked to have you on the show. You are a hard man to pin down. Every time I text you or call you, hey, bro, let's grab lunch. Hey, checking in. You're like, oh, I'm in D.C. Oh, I'm in Milwaukee. I'm flying out to Cali. Do you ever (laughs) spend any time in Orlando? Not much. Not as much as I should, probably. Is this the life of a fintech CEO startup? Like, is just all of your time spent either raising money or pitching your product to some of the biggest lenders in America? Um, Yes. I I mean, for most of them. uh, I I think COVID has changed that where you can do a lot of that virtually. Uh, A lot of our time is spent going into the communities that we're trying to help, trying to build relationships with community advocates and community leaders, though. So. Okay, so you find your yourself these days more getting boots on the ground in the trenches with the communities you're serving, less about sharing the message, the dream, the vision, or even raising money in order to turn this dream into a reality. Yes, I, I spend a lot of time uh, just pitching the vision and, and trying to get people to buy in, you know, to something different and showing that you know you can help people at scale, basically. Yeah. So for um, our true blue go back 300 episode T-loppers, right? Our hardcore fans. Those that have already subscribed to us on on uh, Spotify, on Apple. Hell, they even figured out how to use Stitcher and iHeartRadio. And they're on YouTube. They probably have seen you and I do an episode together like two years ago. Yeah. Right? Probably 104 plus episodes. You would have to literally go to YouTube. If you haven't subscribed already, subscribe. And then type in the, the search bar, Brian Young. Right. And it would bring up that episode. And that was a great episode because, A, your company has come so far since that episode. And that episode was less about your company and less about your mission and more about just like getting into the headspace of a fintech CEO, entrepreneur, startup and talking about what that's like and the life lessons you've learned along the way. Today, I want to build on that episode. And now we're going to talk more about the mission that was born from the vision and the actual communities that you serve. Because you were sharing with me off camera, you and I were playing catch up about how you truly feel like you are closing the homeownership gap in America or how you're out there teaching some of the biggest banks and biggest lenders how to properly connect with today's home buyer, right? So you have this amazing industry insight, some just from you being boots in the ground, Some because you leverage awesome technology like AI um, and because you've been living it, right? So I want to pick your brand. I want you to share that with the audience because the audience very much is going to be mortgage lenders. It's going to be real estate agents. It's going to be home buyers, right? Essentially like 65 to 75% of the American populace. We make episodes for them. And this episode should be able to cover and span most of that audience. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it's been, it's been a journey. It's been fun. 
Always Sometimes. fun. Always not fun. Not always fun. Yes. Uh, most of the time it's probably not fun. Um, but no, you know, when we first came on the podcast, we were really just more of a lead generation company. We were really just trying to build a marketplace to create leads. And we realized that for the people that we're trying to help, just creating a lead isn't enough. You know, we have to show you how to actually utilize or deal with that lead. So we acquired a company called Atlas CRA. Uh, they're a middleware that provides kind of real-time fair lending and CRA analysis. Uh, so now you have a lead that's coming through and we're able to automatically identify, is this a minority or a person that, in there that fits within your census track that will help you meet your CRA or fair lending goals? And we're able to do that in real time for you. Um, we've expanded our product offerings from just being your typical FHA conventional loans to also include uh, down payment assistance as well as special purpose credit programs. Uh, we have an app now that also looks at the t past 12 months worth of rental history to determine if that helps a borrower qualify for home ownership. Uh, and we translate the app into Spanish, you know, so you're able to go in and have conversations and understand what your options are fully in Spanish, you know. Now, is that a consumer-facing app? So we have a consumer-facing app, and then on the back side, we have a lender portal that the CRM side is more so just to see which leads that we've delivered to you. Uh, but we do have a, a fairness, uh, we call it a fairness as a service solution suite that gives you a dashboard to determine, uh, again, which territories or areas that you're focused on, how you're doing in those areas and those assessment areas, uh, and if there's areas that we can help you improve from marketing, from a marketing perspective, or even just a compliance perspective with some of the tools that we have within our suite. So you call that fairness as a service? Fairness as a service. I man. love that. Have you trademarked that? No. Uh, we actually, there's a group called fairplay.ai that went on ahead and trademarked it, but we are basically a bunch of a group of fintechs that are all working together to try to do a greater good for the community within the mortgage space, basically. Total sidebar, have you ever tried to trademark something? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Guess what? You have? No, it's about as easy as working with the CFPB. Oh, well, that's not easy at all. No, it <laughs> is. It is. Uh, JC and I behind the scenes have been working at, working on becoming intentional with TLOP, right? Yeah. Like we kind of put, we put our stake in the ground. We're like, hey, with a million downloads per year and growing with 2,000 plus members of our website, shameless plug, tlopaonline.com, go check it out. And we're growing by hundreds per week. We're like, hey, we got something. Let's do something with it. Let's really make an impact. Let's make a change. Let's really um, impact people's lives, right? Let's teach them shit they don't teach, they don't learn in school. Yeah. Let's be their financial friends with benefits. Yeah. So there's certain things that we want to trademark. A, it takes 18 months. B, it's like thousands of dollars, all for our attorney to be like, and it's like 50-50 whether or not you can even trademark that. I'm like, yeah, JC, how important is it for us to like actually trademark it? He's like, eh. JC's like, hey, can we just put the little TM next to it? I said, sure, let's go ahead and just put the little TM next to it. Sounds like the only thing that moves slower is legal and compliance. Uh, oh, my for, goodness. For mortgage company. Oh, yeah, you've been, you've been dealing with that. Yeah, so, so for people that are trying to follow what Brian was saying, because you speak at such a high level. And I love, always love how you say it because you know, I'm this hyper, loud talking motor mouth and all the time you're just like so chill, monotone, polite. Yet <laughs> the things you're saying, I'm like half the audience is like trying to translate, not because they couldn't understand you, it's just the words, the vernacular. Ooh. But it sounds like to me, you're at a point with your company, Home Lending Pal, that your clients are some of the biggest lenders and banks in the country. Yes. Right. They are reaching out to you because you can help them solve a need. Yeah. Their need is serving the underserved communities. Yes. They're, they're, whether it's low to moderate income, which you shared something awesome with me. Low to moderate income isn't a race. It's not. Most yeah. people think it's black and, and Spanish, but it's not a race anymore. It is not. Low to moderate income, you were telling me, is based. 
They, it's an income level. It's an income <laughs> That's level. That's literally what it says. It's, yeah, it's, so it's, it's an income. It's more white than it is Hispanic, black, uh, 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 Latino, et cetera, right? Yes. Like, um, which was really cool. But your clients are saying, hey, Brian, can you help us solve more? Can you go help us find more of the underserved so we can serve them? Yes. Uh, can you use some of your data and some of your AI to start building relationships? And you're teaching your clients how to build these relationships, but your product is also building relationships. Yeah. I mean, when a user comes into our product, they are verifying a, a lot of personal information that isn't always shared with the lender, but they're still verifying. They're still giving us humble information. They're still giving us or um, connecting their bank account or authorizing a FICO pool with us. But more importantly, they're giving us the race and the, and the property data that they're looking at. And what we found is that a lot of these programs that the banks roll out, whether it's down payment assistance or special purpose credit programs, are all either based on race, income, or location. So as a lender, how can you support that or how can you help grow that, that opportunity to serve that community if you can't get that until a full application is sent? You can't. But you can come to Home Lending Pal. You can give us that. You can give us the advertising dollars and let us go out into those communities and help you build that. And that's where we really found our niche in, in those markets. That's phenomenal. And the consumer obviously has found your product or your service, right? Because at the end of the day, you are a consumer facing. Are you a website? Are you an app? How do you how do you describe it to outsiders or like investors who are looking to invest in your company? It's an app. I mean, you can go online uh, to homelendingpal.com and download the app. You can go to the Google and Apple Play, Apple Play Store and uh, uh, type in Home Lending Pal and download the app there. Uh, for lenders, we are looking. We are now able to operate nationwide. Uh, we have about forty five thousand people per month that are joining our network. So. You know, we're definitely looking for lenders that are looking to support these individuals. 45,000. Do you have any of those geeky tech people back at your office that could help me just, you know, grow our audience by just four or 5,000? Sure. Okay. All right. We should talk about that offline. Um, or, you know, all of our fans and listeners, people tuned in right now can do us a solid and just go tell two friends. They could just tell two just friends. Just if everyone told two friends, then 25,000 becomes 35,000, becomes 60,000. Next thing you know it, we are the hottest thing going on in mortgage besides home lending pal or or you can do what we're doing is gamifying that process where we still have the same reward system or the same process but we reward the, the user for making a referral for us so for us it's fifty dollars they earn fifty dollars towards their closing costs each um, but we put in a gamification model where you know as they're getting qualified whether it's for home ready or home possible or just in general uh, they're earning cash towards their closing costs to help offset some of the, the gaps that prevent minorities from becoming homeowners. So consumers find your app, they go on it, and they get their questions answered about basic homeownership and qualification. Yeah, so out of that database, you know, about 78% of them are going to be active, which means that they're going to come back multiple times per month, either, again, to take advantage of the reward system, to answer questions, or uh, to interact with our chatbot. Our chatbot is called Kev. Uh, it has a progress page to kind of let you know, like when you set goals, where you're at to achieving those goals. And you can also ask questions, whether it's in English or Spanish. Uh, and Kev will read through your profile and give you a personalized answer based on the stuff that you put into it. And then eventually Kev's going to introduce me to a local lender yep. that serves my market. And that lender's going to know information about me so that they can jump right in and help me, whether it's find that specific down payment assistance program or that special purpose credit vehicle program, or maybe it's just a pretty standard conventional home ready, home possible. Yep. But I have been able to go to the app to get some of my basic questions answered, to put together a game plan, to converse back and forth with a chatbot. bot yep. uh, with the goal of when I'm ready. And maybe even when does, 
does your app tell me if I'm the consumer? Do you tell me when I'm ready? Not as much now. I mean, we're, we've kind of pulled off of that because of the CFPB. But okay. what we do, uh, what we're doing now is we're both showing you the lenders that would be qualified or show you because you fit into their overlays now. So uh, think about this, that, you know, one of every three users that comes to our app is, is verifying everything. They're connecting everything. So think of it as a form 1003 minus the property details that we're getting from them. So I'm logging in and I'm utilizing the technology that's out there, whether it's the work number, whether it's Finicity, whether it's any asset verifier, Yep. where I can connect with my payroll provider, with the IRS, with my banking provider, and that data is securely yep. funneling into my portal within the app. Yep. At which point, with the information and the technology and the AI and the blockchain and everything else that you crazy tech people use, <laughs> it'll then connect me to lenders that are looking for me that the computer has also said, or the, the, the app has already said, that I'm going to fit in, in their criteria as well? Yeah, I mean, we have some big lenders that are doing that full custom integration, which obviously it costs money to do that. But there's also some lenders that are just integrating us into like Velocify, their CRM systems. So it's really depending on you as a lender, how deep do you want to go in that process? But uh, think of it as data enrichment. So take your best leads that you're getting from whoever you're buying leads from today. and Whether it's Zillow, Bankrate, LendingTree, et cetera. Et cetera. Commission and Inc., Boomtown. And most of them will give you about 21 pieces of data, whereas, you know, with ours, and we still have our own processes that we do that as well, uh, but we really try to get convince our users to become a member so that we can enrich, enrich that data all the way up to about 186 different pieces of data that you can utilize to determine, is this someone that we should originate a loan to? And... Uh, again, as we connect them to you, unlike those other groups, you know, we're still sticking around to try to, again, continue to build that relationship with the consumer uh, or the potential borrower to make sure that they feel comfortable and, and that things are getting dropped in the, in the process of uh, going through the process of origination. So if I run a mortgage branch, or maybe in my case specifically branches, is your product something that I could contract if I was in that consumer direct, I purchase leads, I have a sales team that works those leads? Or is your product specifically more for like the big banks that are looking for four and 500 leads per month? Or could I just purchase 50 leads a month from you? We have, I mean, we have both. We have smaller lenders that, that do about 50 to 100 leads per month. Uh, it really just depends on your flavor uh, and what your credit profiles are in terms of your credit filters that you're looking for and then the areas that we're working in. But right now, I think it's really a good time for lenders to get in just because we have so many people that are raising their hands uh, wanting to have conversations. And you got to think about the market that we're in right now. Um, you went from being overwhelmed with, with opportunities to having no opportunities. So you have a lot of people that still want to have conversations to understand if they could buy a home. So there is a bit of a, a, a mindset, a process change that has to happen within the organization uh, to make it work. But we give you the technology on the back end to help you solve for those problems as well. So uh, it makes it better for everyone. I think you know the lender is able to build a better relationship, a deeper relationship with the with the potential borrower. Uh, you're able to build deeper relationships with your realtor. I mean, for them, it's all about closing. How quickly can we close? So think of it as you know, I'm no longer going into a scenario where I'm showing homes that the person may not be qualified for. Like I know up front, like hey, this isn't just a pre-approval. This is actually technically a pre-qual for me, and this person actually can actually buy this home. So I'm not wasting my time showing them properties that they can't afford. Yeah, no, um, anymore, most lenders, because we're so tight with inventory, we're doing full-blown approvals without a property yep. where every company puts their own, like, marketing spin on what that is. It's a, basically, it's a, a clear to close with no property, or yep. we call it a platinum pre-approval. 
you all, in an essence, are offering at a very high level utilizing technology a quote unquote platinum pre-approval that then the lender can step in. They're going to have to do a little bit of work, but then they're much quicker in the process to turn that from, yeah, hey, I'm interested, I'm pre-qualified, but no, I want to be like basically approved. Yeah. And I, I mean, we're even going a step beyond just because you, the, we do have a search feature within our app. So we're going a step beyond now where uh, as you're looking at homes, we're able to make you aware of lenders that may have special purchase credit programs or down payment assistance programs that are associated with that particular property or that address. So, um, you know, that makes it again, much better for the lender because you wouldn't have gotten to them without us. Um, and, you know, a lot of these users are very engaged for us. So it just makes it better for everyone in that process. Yeah, because especially down payment assistance and special purpose like they are very geocode specific very geocode very geocode specific you could have i mean two homes in the same zip code across the street from each other but because they're across the street one has one address one has the other one may qualify for bank of america's thirty thousand dollar down payment assistance with a subsidized interest rate and no mortgage insurance yep and the other one it's like oh it doesn't fit in that particular cra box that bank of america is trying to solve for you can help people determine that, and you can also help the banks determine that. That's pretty badass. And I, I like think, that. I think that's really the the key of our usage of AI. You know, it's really to automate those type of processes. Think about it. If if someone comes in and applies at your your local branch, you have to spend human capital, human time trying to figure that out. Whereas with our system, the minute they save that home or the minute they create their profile, it's all mm -hmm. automated. It happens right there, and then we're alerting mm -hmm. both parties to hey, both of you should be aware of this. This is an opportunity for you, especially on the loan officer level. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you are just a brilliant guy, Dustin. I've been around you for so long. But, you know, a lot of the loan officers that I talk to, they just don't have the knowledge. And I think we talked about this on the first episode, is that not every loan officer is going to have your level of knowledge. But you can have an artificial intelligence that can at least make them aware of, hey, you're missing the ball here. Uh, we even have a system that uh, it runs the borrowers through, a, uh, through our platform. And if they were potentially declined, it looks at other opportunities that they could find for different loan products as well, too. And, again, as, as a loan officer, not everyone's going to know that. Uh, that isn't named Dustin Owen, basically. <laughs> it's funny. So JC and I, a couple episodes back, probably two or three now, we actually did an episode on ChatGPT and AI. And I told people, like, look, this episode is not to teach you what it is. This episode is to encourage you to figure it out, Yeah. to embrace it. Like, that baby's been born. You're not putting it back where it came from. So you have two choices. Like, put your head in the sand and be left in the dust or embrace it. Um, because it's there and obviously there's companies that you can partner with that are already embracing it that probably will shorten your learning curve and make it a lot easier to adapt. Yeah. Something that you and I were talking about uh, before we actually did the kickoff with the loud, obnoxious intro. <laughs> I like the intro. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. We've been at that intro for like 250 to 300 episodes now. It's funny, the intro didn't become the intro until like around episode somewhere between like 41 and 61. Um, but once we found it, we're like, yeah, that's it. That's us. And at this point, we're so, so far into it, we're going to double down. But you were talking about how you know, you're going into these corporate headquarters of national banks and lenders, and you're giving presentations just based on all this data because you are the guy with the data, right? You're the yeah. guy with the lead, and I teach he or she with the lead controls the purse strings. Yeah. Especially if that lead comes with 146 <coughs> data points. Um you're teaching these banks and lenders how to better understand today's home buyer. What do you mean by that? Like understanding today's home buyer versus what the home buyer 20 years ago or the home buyer 10 years ago? No, I, I'm, I'm referencing data, but I'm also talking about myself. You know, oftentimes you're, I, I am a millennial. 
Uh, I am an African American man. You don't say. Yeah, I, I, you would not figure it out, Dustin. I mean, I know the I'm millennial. Cool. I knew just by looking at you. I'm like, Brian's a millennial. I'm a millennial. You know. Um, but you know, I, I think a lot of times we build these programs, we build solutions without truly considering the people that we're trying to build them for. Um, the thing that makes me, I guess, unique or special is that, to your point, I can go sit into these boardrooms and really command a room with executives from these the biggest banks in the country. But I can also go down the street to an impoverished area and fit in just as well there and have conversations about, you know, what home ownership and wealth building looks like. Um, I can go to a college campus and have a conversation there about, again, what home ownership and what wealth building looks like. And the people can relate to us because we look like them. You know, again, we're millennials, we're, we're minorities, you know, all that kind of ties into it. And I think sometimes we forget about that as we're rolling out programs. And I think that's really where the true value of what Home Lending Pal is doing uh, really comes into play. Are you finding though that today's home buyer, right? Even your generation, your little brother's generation, are they going to like? Is, are they a different type of consumer? Absolutely, they are. Absolutely, like, like, that's been proven at this point. It, it is beyond proven. And okay. If you don't want to accept it, then I would tell you take your head out the sand because. You know, you, you have a younger generation with millennials and even Gen Z. They're not as financial savvy as the baby boomer generation. They don't understand finances. But there's also the the fact of, of technology. Uh, I had my nephew last night who's nine, and I told him to go do some research. And he said, well, how am I supposed to do that when I can't watch YouTube? You know, and, then, <laughs> and it, was a, it was kind of a, a funny conversation. But it tells you where our world is going, where, you know, for myself, I'm probably the older side of the millennials. But, you know, for me, it's just go Google that. Like, that literally mm -hmm. became a phrase, Google it. Whereas the younger generation, for them, it's all about what can I find on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. You know, they're watching, and, and it's not like they're watching two, three-hour movies. These are literally 10 to two-minute clips, or I should say 10 seconds to two-minute clips that they're seeing and they're learning about this stuff. So you literally have 10 seconds to engage them and make them want to understand more about you, your brand, or your products. And we have found that with our younger, you know, my younger brother does a lot of our social stuff that that relatableness of being relatable, kind of being funny and entertaining, like it's not just saying like, hey, here's what the loan product is. Like you also have to find a way to entertain them in that same process. And it's it's hard to do. It, it is really hard to do. Where do you think the big banks are missing the, the missing the ball right now? Is it is it just not understanding and connecting culturally because they're pale, male, and stale? Um, or is it is it just, you know, utilizing old tactics that may have worked wonders in the late nineties, early two thousands, but they don't work wonders in the twenty twenties? Both. Okay. Both. I, I, I think it's both. And I think, you know, again, we're, we're, we're moving into a, an age or a time of open banking where you have so many different opportunities. Like uh, before, you know, everything was, was about my customer base, keeping everything within my wheelhouse, if you will. Now you have the ability to, to leverage data through APIs. You have cell phones. You have the computer. You have the Internet. Like everything is possible on the Internet now. So, you know, and, and the pandemic, if it didn't do anything else, it showed us that we didn't have to be face-to-face -to, -face to actually buy a home. So now you're trying to sell a product to someone that you may never actually see in person. And that makes it a lot harder to get them to understand who you are and what you stand for. And, and then on top of that, this generation cares a whole lot more about cultural sensitivity. You know, things like diversity, equity, and inclusion, or ESG, you know, they care about that stuff. And so if your brand is only doing that on the surface level, it is easy to get canceled very quickly in this generation. No, that's powerful. Like, that's powerful insight. How about this? Because we were talking about this, again, off camera before we turned the lights on and kicked the show off. We were talking about closing the homeownership gap. 
right? Is, is closing the homeownership gap as easy as getting mortgage rates from 7% back down to five? Or is it more to that? Like, what are you seeing? Because you, you're, you're right, you are in boardrooms, you are behind all the AI and all the data collection, but you're also boots in the ground, right? Yeah. You and your team are getting out in the community that you're looking to serve and, and really kind of, in a way, paying it back, another way paying it forward, because you're investing in them in hopes that you can benefit their lives through education, benefit their lives by introducing them to your app, and then eventually your app can help them maybe become prepared for home ownership, or maybe maybe even down the road, just better auto loans or better credit card offerings or better business loans yeah. as you continue to scale your business. What is it that we can do? Like I'm a mortgage lender. What can we do right now to help close that home ownership gap? What's in our control? Yeah, I mean, Let's talk about what's not in our control. Okay, first. let's you know, talk about that. It's so a great place to start. The the first thing is that you know you're seeing that we are starting to come out with a bunch of new ways, new technology ways to assess risk. You know whether it's through underwriting, etc. But the actual rules and regulations that are in place are from the 20th century. So you have 21st century technology being managed by laws that were created literally in the 90s and the 70s. Unfortunately, um, you know, and with that, it makes it harder because, you know, if you're going to use that, you have to figure out ways to make fairness or rules around regulation around fairness updated to, to accommodate these changes as well. So that's the first thing that really is out of our control, but it is in our control at the same time because we're the ones that drive that market. The second part of that that's kind of, again, in our control but out of our control are, are the fact that there are years of data years of just documentation that shows that discrimination happens. Whether you believe in it or not, discrimination is technically a feeling, but whether you believe it or not, there's data that shows that discrimination happens. It's kind of like dinosaurs, people. It's okay? like I know the Bible doesn't talk about dinosaurs, but damn it, I've been to too many museums. Who doesn't like Jurassic Park? Like, like <laughs> they had to exist yeah, somewhere. Yeah, like, I, you yeah. see a fossil, it's probably a dinosaur. So it's kind of the same thing, like, yeah. you know. And, again, we build programs that are intended to help these communities that we have done so much damage to. So it's kind of asinine to think that, hey, just because I create a new special purpose credit program or a down payment assistance program, uh, all these people are just going to come running to my doorstep wanting to do business with me again. And it's also asinine to think that when they don't, Oh well, this isn't this isn't worth it. They just don't want to buy homes. No, there's a step in the middle of that that is about getting them to feel comfortable, about rebuilding trust, engaging them, and letting them kick the tires and see, hey, this is okay. And that's really where I made home lending power to play in that space originally was to see that hey, these are the things that I could afford, and it is okay for me to actually go through this process. Because you got to think like, who wants to be told no? and try to go back to that process again. Like that's the biggest fear that a lot of us have is being told no. So, you know, we found that just trying to give people a way to understand what those options are is really engaging and people like it, whether regardless of their color. I mean, they don't have to be black or uh, Latino. Like we find white people that want to know this as well, so. So would it be fair for me to say that we close the home ownership gap through education? We do, I think we, through education, but I'll, I would take education isn't enough. Okay. We, we close it through interaction and interactivity. And what I mean by that is that again, there's only so many humans that know about mortgages in the world. That's just, again, a data, that's fact. Boom, that's why we have T-Lot, Brian. <laughs> Thank you so much for the for, for the, <laughs> the, the alley-oop right there. And if you wanna do it better, Dustin's your guy. So, uh, but again, there's there's only so many people that know about mortgages to the level that you know about it. So realistically, every lender is not going to be able to hire a thousand Dustins. But what they can do is hire a artificial intelligence that's not going to replace Dustin, but will make it where 
even as Dustin doesn't have enough time to meet with everyone, I can go in and understand the same mindset that Dustin has to prepare the conversation so that when that borrower is coming in to have their first sit down with Dustin or any other LO, uh, they're at least starting from a point of somewhat they have understanding and it makes the conversation a lot smoother in that regard, which obviously will help close faster because you know where you're starting from. And in that process, you're also getting a bunch more data because we're enriching them where you're understanding that when we come to you and now you're destined on the other side. Hey, I already know where Brian's at. I can see where their credit score is at. I know where there might be issues. I can be more pro proactive in my remedy more so than reactive in terms of just you telling me a bunch of stuff and I'm kind of shooting it down like, oh, well, that won't work until you get your credit to this point because I've already known that up front. It's almost like being surgical versus yeah. being triage. Yeah. Right, triage, man, you're just running around putting bandages on people, slapping some morphine in their system and moving on. Surgical's like, no, we had a plan. Yeah, like I, we, we we sat down and we looked at all the data, all the X-rays, all the scans, did our research, talked to ChatGPT, got <laughs> got their input, and then now we're going to sit down and we know it's a four-hour surgery. We know these are the potential complications. This is the success rate, and we 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 run forward 100 miles an hour. You know, we had a member today that she was out in New York City, and we're not licensed to operate. That's the one That's state a that hard we're not. Ass it's, state it's, it's period. a hard-ass state to get and into. And it's also a. Um, litigious state <laughs> to say the least yes but she came to us um she was looking for a lender in new york state uh and we know a couple there we just can't operate ourselves there so we were able to act for her permission uh we encrypted all of her data and we sent it to a lender so imagine someone sending you a lead a quote-unquote lead but you're getting this lead and you're able to see her credit score has been approved it's fair you're able to see the amount of savings that she has her account savings uh the amount of money that she actually spends on a monthly basis like you're able to see all of that at the very first conversation. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, for that's me, huge. I would think that would be a, a, that's a, a big win. And I loved your answer. I literally, because I didn't have an angle, right? Like, I threw it out, like, in my mind, yes, education. Like, this show is an edutainment show. It's not financial advice. By the way, my attorney's telling me to say that almost every episode. <laughs> this is not financial advice or legal advice or accounting advice. No, it's an edutainment show. We're going to edu educate you. We're going to entertain you. We're going to open up your brain to certain ideas, certain thoughts, maybe invite you to, into the room that where it happens. But then you need to take this as your starting block and then go out and seek what it is that you truly desire from someone who maybe holds that license or has that qualification. Um, speaking of education, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Ooh. Not once, not twice. Like You and I have um, we met the first time. Right, you were pitching your company and raising money. That's how I met you. Yes. And then I had you as a guest on the podcast. Then you and I partied in Saint uh, in San Diego, San Diego on the USS Midway. Yes. Watching Pitbull. Pit Pit <laughs> yep. Yep. Then we were in D.C. last year together, advocating on Capitol Hill. Yep. Right. Ta add in the countless lunches that we've had. I need to know, Brian. Are you about to ask me for money? No, that's your job. <laughs> that's your job. All I need from you right now I is I need a, my money back. I know. No, I'm good with that. I'm, you, hey, you hold on to that money because I know it's in a very good spot doing great things. Do you have friends? Because I need more investors like you. No, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, just every year, my my request for how many, uh, uh, what digits are in front of that X. Should right? be growing. It should be growing. Hopefully it's growing. <laughs> no, but, but um, no. When are we going to start hitting the college campuses? It is our way to give back. It is our way to have fun. It is our way to spread the um, 
Kind of spread the word about Home Lending Pal. Spread the word about TLOP. We've talked about it. Yes, I think it's time it for the rubber to meet the road and we get some dates and some schools on the schedule. Yes. I'll grab JC. You grab your people. Let's make it happen. So we've actually already uh, been speaking. So one thing about Home Lending Pal that makes us different from most, I guess, if you want to consider us to be a lead seller, uh, to your point, we actually go in and we're going to D.C. to advocate and stuff like that. Uh, in that time, the last, not, not, I don't think it was the time that I met you, but the time before that, uh, we're working with the government agency. We, we have 20 schools that we've identified that we're going to do this with. Uh, and then we're also looking at a couple conferences. So Home Lending Pal itself uh, is expanding just beyond the typical kind of online lead promotion type stuff to actually community engagement activities where we are creating our own conferences that will maybe we'll make them sponsored by TLOP and, and go into these communities and help. So I say that to say that the first one is expected to be in Minneapolis around August, uh, and then we'll probably go to Atlanta, D.C., and Houston after that. Uh, you know, we're bringing in, you know, again, coming from the community that I come from, I know that entertainment is just as important as, important as education. So we're bringing in professional athletes. We're bringing in financial influencers, uh, real, estate, uh, real estate professionals like yourself and realtors. Um, and it's really going to be a one to two day event, really probably two two days more than likely, where it is just a conference that people can can learn. And we're really trying to take a different spin on it, where it's not about us getting up there and talking about, look at me, look how great I am. Like, I really want the stuff that you share, where we get into how do I go about buying my first home? How do I go about taking advantage of a down payment assistance program or even investing into a tech company? And we're going to get into deep level conversations about, you know, creating wealth in these underserved communities. So... Uh, sign me to. up. Literally, where do I sign? How do I get there? I have a lot of Marriott points banked. I have some Delta points banked. You can probably get me for cheap, Brian. <laughs> you can probably get me for cheap. I just want to be included. Look, the, the good thing about it is that all the stuff that we're talking about now are, are activities or CRA, CRA qualifying activities for financial institutions, particularly banks it's themselves. So, you know, as you sponsor these events, you're actually not only helping the community, but you're also getting credit from the government for what you're doing. So, uh, so maybe they'll pay you to be there. Oh, hey, yeah. how about that? That would be nice, better. right? That would be, that right? would be fantastic. Um, let's leave you leave the audience on this parting shot. You you are what I deem a successful entrepreneur. You've you've won awards with from companies like Ernst and Young. Home Lending Pal is not your first, nor probably will it be your last. I hope company it's the last. that <laughs> <laughs> Daddy wants to get paid, and then Daddy wants to travel. I want to travel. I want to be gone, man. I don't know if I want to do this again. Oh, uh, like you've been working your ass off for three solid plus years, right? Yeah, like like seven days a week, three sixty five. You eat it, you breathe it, you sleep it. Unfortunately, you can't eat it because you don't make enough money to right. pay for food. Right. Like, um, but no, you you are someone that I hold in high regard as a grinder, as a hustler, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a CEO. What advice would you have to other, whether they're small business owners, whether they are 100% commission sales professionals who just recently got licensed? What type of words of encouragement or just words of wisdom would you share with them based on your years, if not decades of experience? Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's a lot of learning there. But I think the biggest one is just don't be a entrepreneur. And I, I tell a lot of people that they think they want to be an entrepreneur because of the quote unquote control that it gives them. Um, and the minute that it gets hard, they, they go find another job in corporate America. You know, if, if you want success, you have to be all in. Like there's no opportunity to say, hey, I'm halfway in this. And, you know, the minute it gets rocky, I'm, I'm going to leave. You know, that's not what successful entrepreneurs do. 
Um, so did you said don't be a a entrepreneur? A want entrepreneur. <laughs> a entrepreneur. Okay, yeah, like yeah. you want it, but you you're want not it, but you're not all the way. To... Like you got you got to you got to really put the work in. You okay. know. Um, and the thing about it is that you know even if you there's a lot of people that say oh well you know I want to leave corporate America and work for myself like my ultimate goal is to work for myself, but the thing is is that to have success working for yourself you still have to use a lot of the processes and procedures that you learn from corporate America. You still have to get up every day as if you were working a nine to five for corporate America. You just have to extend that to basically a seven to seven, or in my case, a seven thirty to twelve at night most nights on the weekdays. You know, facts. Um, but the the big thing for it is that you know as you're going through, you have to find both two sides of it: advisors that are going to kind of give you insight into how to make better decisions uh, so that you're not making mistakes, and then surround yourself with a tribe that will tell you when you are messing up. Like I think a lot of people. They get into this habit of thinking that, oh, well, I have to make every decision. I have to be right all the time or uh, everyone around me, like I need to be the smartest in the room. I actually look forward to the days that I am not the smartest person in the room Facts. because you learn so much from that. And I think that's really a scary thought. But the moment you start to trust other people is really when you start seeing success as an entrepreneur. That's phenomenal. If people want to follow you or follow Home Lending Pal, like w what are the tags? What are the apps? How do people get a hold of you if you're a LinkedIn person? Uh, your people or just follow your company and follow your success. Yeah, we're on LinkedIn. Uh, it's uh, Brian Young, obviously, if you're on LinkedIn. Then with home, a Y. With a Y. With a uh, Y. That's the right way to spell it. Uh, and then Home Lending Pal. And then if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Home Lending Pal and at Brian Young HLP. Okay. Um, and, yeah, those are really our two. And then, obviously, you can find us on YouTube. And then you can go find us on the T-Lop podcast. Like, that's a there cool thing. There we go. So. Brian, thank you so much for all of your time today. I appreciate our friendship our professional relationship um, and just look forward to all of your success and finding out how I can continue to be a part of the home lending pal story. Hopefully it will be on hitting some of those speaking engagements. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Cool. Well, he's Brian Young. I'm Dustin Owen. You have just tuned in to the loan officer podcast. That is all the time we have for you today, but we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.